Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater and your moderator for this morning. Today is Thursday, February the 6th. We are reading from the big book, and we are at page 88, line 8, and we're commenting on that one line only. Today's readers are the 12 steps, Roz G., 12 Traditions, Loretta H., and readers of the text, Allison L., Martha Z., and Katie G. The share ID for Wednesday, February the 5th, 7 a.m. meeting, 14076, and the 10 a.m. meeting, 14078. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose carry its message to the compulsive reader who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Roz G to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Roz. Good, good morning. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. 
thank you, Roz G. And Loretta H. will read the 12 traditions. Good morning. This is Loretta H. from Raleigh. The 12 traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group's conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Eight, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the only name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media communication. And 12, Anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do this service, and I pass. Thank you, Loretta H. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We're on page 88 line eight, and I would now ask Allison L. to read for us. Please go ahead, Allison. Well, good morning. I would love to. I'm Allison L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. It works. It really does. Um, the first thing I think when I read this is it. What, what are they talking about? What is it? 
And sometimes I think it is, you know, what they've just told us about prayer and meditation, step 11. Sometimes I'm like, well, maybe it is this chapter. But really, I think it is is everything they've told us up until now. The, the 12 steps worked in entire abstinence is what works for me. And this is a big line considering nothing else I ever tried in my first 30 years of life ever worked. Um, for it to say it works, it really does, um, is the most hope-filled statement. Um, and even as I worked through the steps, there were times when I thought, it's not going to work. It's really it's really not going to work. But I had to experience. I had to do the work for myself um, in its entirety and follow the instructions for it to work. And only then did I believe it could work. And the thing is, it keeps working. Um, it didn't just work to remove my compulsive um, of, of thinking about food, um, the mind locking in on that. It, it continues to keep that at bay as long as I continue to work it. Um, but it works when I'm in, in fear of, you know, any situation, the future of my children, the safety of my children. It works for that to, to do steps 10, 11, and, you know, um, and to think of others. It works for that. It works when somebody cuts me off in traffic and I'm resentful about that. Um, it works for, for any situation, anything that comes up in my life. I can continue to live um, connected to a source of power if I follow the instructions that I have here. Um, and some of these instructions are to follow the intuition that I then get from God and, and the guidance and support of my fellows, um, and that continues to work when, you know, it takes me to outside places. That continues to work if I, if I follow the guidance that I'm given by being connected with a source of power because my problem is I have no power on my own. I lack the power to not eat compulsively, to release resentments or fears, um, to live by spiritual principles. Um, so when I continue to work the instructions as they're followed, as they're laid out in this book so far, um, while entirely abstinent, um, I will get the results that they say I will get. And it continues to be true time and time again. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Allison L. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. I'd like to encourage those who haven't shared in the last few days to take this opportunity. Please say your name just once, as it helps me hear everyone. Who would like to share? Roanne M. Nancy P. Harlan G. Moira S. Donna G. Mary Ann V. Okay, let me tell you who I got, because I missed somebody. I heard Roanne M. Nancy P. Harlan G. It was a lady I missed there. Then I have Donna G and Mary Ann G. Who did I miss? Did Linda you get Mary Ann V? Moira S. Oh, okay, Mary Ann V. And I'm sorry to everybody I didn't catch. We will catch you on the next uh, go round. So we've got Roanne M, Nancy P, Harlan G, Mary Ann V. Donna G, I believe, and Marianne G. So, Roanne M., please go ahead. 
Good morning. This is Rowan M. I'm calling this morning from New York City. So, so grateful. What an idea that something could work. It works. It really does. How many times does my disease tell me over and over and over again, I'm unique, I'm hopeless, it won't work for me, you know, like every excuse in the book and really those things that my disease tells me are giving me reasons to eat again. So it just continues the cycle, the downward cycle, the spiral, the self-hatred, the self-loathing. But if I can believe, if I can have faith that I am not unique, that there's nothing different about me than the other people in this program, then I can recover too. I can have a life beyond my wildest dreams. It works. It really does. And I think the reason why we do that sentence by itself is because a lot of us, me in particular, don't think it's going to work. So Bill, when he's writing this, he like really wants to drill it in our brains. Like, shut up your disease voice and listen to me. It works. It really, really works. So as much as my doubts and fears get in the way, I don't have to live in that fear today. I don't have to live in the doubt today. I can live in faith today. I can trust God. I can connect with my fellows and I can just stay in gratitude for life and being in life. And it's such a beautiful gift. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Rowan M. Nancy P., it's your turn, followed by Harlan G. Please go ahead, Nancy. Hi, thanks for letting me share. Nancy P., calling from West Newton, Massachusetts. Wow. It's, you know, I got to say that this is the point exactly there that it all came together. I felt like, you know, when I, when I was doing these steps, when I was going through these steps with my sponsor, we're approaching the fourth step, and I'm like, I've got to tell her something. She needs to know. And I said, I don't think this is going to work. I whispered that in my bedroom with the door closed and nobody else on the second floor of my house. And she said, why not? I said, because I'm not sure I believe in God. And she said, oh, well, you haven't had a spiritual awakening yet, so don't worry about it. And um, I said, okay, she's the crazy one. I'll do what she says. And you know, so then I chugged along and did the rest of the work. And when I got to this point, I said, you know, another comment from me to her was, wow, I, I can't believe it. I said, this is unbelievable. I've completely changed. And then we both said it together spontaneously. It works. It really does. I couldn't, I'll never forget that. She does not remember having that conversation, but it, that's what happened to me. And, you know, later in, in further other conversations when I've had to talk to her about other things, kind of sponsory kinds of things, um, you know, I've reiterated that I can't believe how everything seems to be solved by doing this work. And she said, yeah, it's a miracle, but it's not a mystery. And to me, until she said that, it was a mystery. It was a complete bafflement to me because I thought, Everybody but me, you know, just with the previous speaker. I thought I was special. And I, to, th to this day, that's what I tell my sponsees because they have, everybody thinks that, you know, everybody thinks they're special and it's not going to work. But if, if I follow these directions precisely, then I'm going to get better. And that's what I did. And I can say it again. When I, when I did it, I got better and I got better fast. 
There was nothing holding me back at all. It was right there. You just have to pick up this simple kit of tools laid at my feet. I picked them up and I used them and I got better. And today I don't have to worry about any of that. The problem has been removed. It does not exist for me. The problem of eating compulsively. But, you know, as we've said in this chapter, what I pray for isn't to be abstinent from eating. It's to have the right thought or action. And today that's what I do. And I have all of the people that, all my homies, I call them, that I talk to, to help me with that. And I've never been happier in my life. There's not one thing that I can say that's worked better than this for my own happiness, like my marriage, my children, anything, anything. This is what makes me happy, happiest. Um, And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy P. Harlan G., it's your turn, followed by Marianne V. Please go ahead, Harlan. Thanks, Lynn. Thanks for your service. Thanks to Team Thursday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. For many years of my life, I lived in darkness. I lived in physical and emotional pain and guilt and humiliation of the worst of the worst magnitude. I would walk down the street and people would yell things at me from cars. I was an object of public ridicule. I did not want to live. I wanted death a lot more than I wanted life. I did not know how to live. I had no blueprint. People would say things to me that meant nothing to me. They would say, don't eat so much. You'll be better off. You'll feel better. They would say, push yourself away from the table. I did everything I could do. I threw the most useless tool I had at this illness, my willpower. And time and time again, I failed. Most of the adults that I knew as a child came out of the concentration camps. They were survivors of the worst atrocity ever known to man. And they said the thing to me that I didn't understand for a long time. They'd say, live until you die. One day, I came in, and I left. And I came in, and I left. And I came in and stayed. You gave me a book. You gave me your hand. You gave me your heart. You spoke the language of the heart. And abstinence became something that was part of my life, but not the most important thing in my life. The most important thing in my life was to expand and enlarge my spiritual life through service and self-sacrifice for other people. And I gained a life, and I started liking myself, and I got right with God, I got right with myself, and I got right with my fellow human being. And I have a life today that's worth living. It works, it really does, you bet your butt it does. This is the greatest way of life imaginable. I'm going to embrace it today. I'm going to embrace it today because I know nothing else that gives me this kind of euphoria. I know nothing else that fills me today. It fills my soul and fills my spirit. And as it does, it leaks on and helps other people as well. 
This is the greatest way of life imaginable. I recommend it to anyone. This is something that works. It really does. Forget that I've lost a little over 500 pounds. Not only am I alive, but I embrace life every day, and I embrace the voices on this line, and I embrace my fellow human being and God. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan G. Marianne V, it's your turn, followed by Donna G. Please go ahead, Marianne. Good morning. This is Marianne V from snowy upstate New York. And, um, you know, when I first heard the reading, I'm like, we're only going to read one sentence? How can anybody have anything to share on one sentence? And then it was like, okay, yes, I have something to share on one sentence. It works, it really does. What came to my mind was um, my history of reading about things, studying things, but not doing them. Uh, So, you know, what came to mind was my um, experience with exercise. I don't really like to exercise, and I, I, um, for most of my life, haven't done it. And I've tried various things, and I worked with a personal trainer recently, and now I actually exercise and um but you know what i didn't believe and have faith that it would work until i did it and the same thing with this program was i've been around for over 40 years now in and out of the fellowship and um it wasn't till i you know started listening to vision for you that i had really you know deeper level of getting it, you know, that it works. It works if I can learn how to and be willing to live the principles every day of my life and get honest with myself about when I'm not living the principles. And I learned that from listening to people who are living the principles and then doing it, following their lead, not just talking about it, not just listening to everybody on this line and all my other spiritual mentors that I listen to. I'm always cramming my head full of other people's wisdom. And then um, not taking the time to be quiet and hear from my higher power. So that's what it's about. It, it, you know, it works, it really does, if I'm doing it, not if I'm talking about it, thinking about it, praying about it, you know, and hearing everyone else's story. I have to turn around and do it. And it does work. It really does work. And I love hearing people's specific experience with living the principles. That's that's what I love most when I'm on this line is hearing that. So thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Marianne V. Donna G, it's your turn, followed by Marianne G. Please go ahead, Donna. Hi, this is Donna G. Uh, grateful to be recovered in Pennsylvania. Thank you for your service. Um, I just really felt led um, to share something this morning, and I feel led by my higher power to share something especially for um, the newcomers, but also for anyone who um, is getting a little discouraged or um, losing hope or, you know, um, just anyone who is in any any point of any uh, negative feeling about the program, um, 
and that is uh, this. It works. It really does. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Donna G. And was there a Marianne G, or did I miss here? Okay, I must have misheard. All right, so why don't we open the line for more shares? I'd like to encourage those who haven't shared in the last two days to take this opportunity. And please say your name just once. Thank you, as it does help me hear everybody. Christina J. Christina J. Okay. All right, let me tell you who I got so far. I've got Patricia L., Amanda B., I believe I heard a Christina J., and that's all I got. Mary Beth S. Connecticut. Okay, I heard Mary Beth S. Lauren N. from New York. Okay, let me tell you who I do have. Patricia L., Amanda B., Christina J., Mary Beth S. There was somebody else, and to round us out, I had Lauren N. So who did I miss, please? Linda D. Great. Okay, there we go. And apologies to those I didn't hear. I have Patricia L., Amanda B., Christina J., Mary Beth S., Linda D., and Lauren N. Patricia L., please go ahead. Thank you. Good morning. Um, my name is Patricia L. from California. And um, that sentence is very meaningful to me because I was told that I didn't have to want to work the steps. I didn't have to think they were a good idea. I didn't have to have come up with it, um, which were all I felt prerequisites for doing anything. Uh, so, so when I was told that it's not that the steps aren't for people who want it or people who need it, it's for people who do it, and that they'll work whether or not I like them. The steps will work whether or not I think they're a good idea, whether or not I came up with them. The steps will work if you work them. So I'm so grateful that people in recovery have spoken to me in words that I can understand. And when people speak from their experience, strength, and hope, um, my ears perk up because my whole life I've thought, I'm different. I'm different. You don't know me. If you knew me, you'd know I have to be like this. And you do know me. And you pulled my covers and made it so that I didn't have much wiggle room. So I'm very, very, very grateful. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much. Patricia L., Amanda B., it's your turn, followed by Christina J. Please go ahead, Amanda. Hi, this is Amanda B., recovered in Toronto, Canada. Um, I really like this sentence. Uh, as a compulsive person, I tend to talk a lot. So when I hear something that's just plain and blank, like obviously, or it works, it really does. Um, I feel so hopeful and it's very plain and it really just sticks out to me. It works. It really does. And there are some days that I feel like it doesn't work. 
And I have to remember that if I'm in it for a daily uh, measurement of things, that's, that doesn't really work. I've had to accept that this is a process. Um, it's a process that never ends. And that's why it says we continue to, and we do things day after day after day. It's a process. But when I measure my recovery, and I don't measure it just with one thing, it's the, with one thing, it's the intensity, the duration, and the frequency. I remember weighing myself multiple times a day, then weighing myself once a week, then weighing myself once a month, then saying, I don't want to weigh myself. The intensity, duration, and frequency of activities like that, but then also of um, just my relationships. When I look at the bedevilments and the promises, I get closer and closer in an overall way to the promises, and not every day. Um, and I've learned to constructively review my day and not hurt myself at the end of the day. And that's even it working. It really does. And when they say it works, to me, it's God works. It, he really does, or she really does. Um, so I just, I feel really, really grateful to be here. And I feel grateful to be able to uh, to hear that one sentence. And it's there for a reason. It could not be there, but it is there. It works. It really does. It's And so if I didn't have doubts and Bill didn't knew that I wouldn't have doubts, then I wouldn't need to be there, but it is there. Um, and I believe everything in the big book is purposeful, meaningful, and loving. Um, so that's how I see that, and thank you so much. Thank you, Amanda B. Christina J., it's your turn, followed by Mary Beth S. Please go ahead, Christina. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Thanks for everyone on the line. I'm going to try to talk calmly today. I get ramped up, and by the time I'm finished, I'm like, ah! <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so for years, you know, I was in and out of rooms, starting in my 30s, and I wasn't in there very long. It was... Um, it was never a big book, and I knew I was a compulsive overeater, but I didn't find any recovery in the rooms. One or two here and there, never any available sponsors. Um, and I just felt, like, confused and lost about the whole thing. I heard a lot of people complain about their lives, and for me, that's not working the steps. And I don't want to put those people down. They're doing the best they can, and it takes what it takes. But it... You know, I was complaining about my life outside uh, in with my friends. I didn't want to go into a program and complain about it. I wanted a solution. And um, so for years I was in and out here and there and uh, also coinciding, co- coinciding with diets, running parallel and starvation routines and just my disease getting worse and worse and worse. I completely didn't understand it, chasing the, um, you know, the natural brain chemistry uh, supplements, trying to think there was something wrong with my brain. What were these cravings that would drive me absolutely batty? I just didn't understand it. I think there was majorly something wrong with my brain. Uh, When I stepped into vision and and, uh, heard, recovered, I mean, my brain was blown. My heart was, was like hopeful. You guys gave me hope that there is a solution I couldn't believe it, the recovery I heard on the line, and I was just shocked and 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 hopeful for the first time in so long. You know, I never left the the idea of OA because I knew I had a problem and nothing else was working, nothing. So, you know, through the few years I've been in Vision OA, Big Book Study, um, 
it has slowly dawned on me what the real problem is, what the real solution is, and there's no other choice for me. There's nothing out there, absolutely nothing. It works, it really does, and i got to do my part to make sure that works. So I give great thanks to all of you for continuing to give your testimonies to diving in and open up these paragraphs because you think, oh, I've read it once, I've dived in enough. But let me tell you, you listen every day and you hear new nuggets, new ways to be, new ways to handle issues with, of course, the tools and the steps in this book. But the experiences of life is what really motivates me. And, oh, yeah, I've had that experience. Oh, yeah, oh, wow, that was a cool way to handle that. So um, thank you guys so much because my life is changing today, and I'll finish up with this. I told my sponsor um, that my life is happening, and it's because of recovery. I don't react the same way I've done to other things in life now anymore, and I just wake up and look back and go, oh, my God, recovery is working. So it works. It really does. Thank you so much. Thank you, Christina J. Mary Beth F., it's your turn, followed by Linda D. Please go ahead, Mary Beth. Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is Mary Beth S. from South Bend, Indiana. I am a recovering compulsive eater and um, abstinent from refined sugar for about a year and a half. Talk about a miracle. But I love what I think it was um, Nancy P. said. It's a miracle, but not a mystery. And, you know, I love where this sentence lands. It's like we have one other paragraph, and then we launch into step 12. Well, I have always, you know, when I read this, I started to panic. It's like, oh, my God, and now I have to be perfect and, you know, all of that perfectionistic crap because now I have to go and help other people. Well, but that is not the train I wanted to get on. Sorry. It works. It really works. So like all of us, we've tried every diet. We've tried every supplement, everything. And for me, I don't like to practice, practice, practice. I've heard so often in the, on this line, which I find really heartening, that I want the miracle first, and then, yeah, maybe I'll do the work. But I don't have to believe yet, but I do need to do the steps. I do need to practice and to learn patience, to be hopeful, to lean in to you people who have had, who are recovered, um, and to, to you know to trust the process. Relax, take it easy, pray, 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 practice, 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 and it will work. It really, really will. And I no longer have to be part of my own fantastical debating society. I love this line. It grounds me tremendously. And I love you all and have a beautiful day. And thank you for your service. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Mary Beth S. 
Linda D., it's your turn, followed by Lauren N. Please go ahead, Linda. Press star one to unmute, Linda. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. from Connecticut. I'm still learning how to use this. I can't say that. This phone, this precious phone, new to me. Um, well, I'm recovered uh, six years in a little bit. And, um, wow, it's wonderful. And I do have a life second to none. And if you looked at my life, you would say, well, gee, that's that part really sucks. That's really hard, that part. I My car is not mobile. I have to use buses. I have to walk a lot. I have an injured foot, blah, blah, blah. It's all a lesson. So either I'm stoic or I'm nuts. I'm neither. I know what created this. I did by accident. So you probably don't even need to know that. The thing of it is this. I have a God second to none. And that is the gift of this program, whatever you want to call it. I was an atheist, and this force, he, she, it, is real. And I'm connected to it, and it's saving my life through this very difficult physical time for me. And you wouldn't believe my life. I look normal to people. It's almost funny if it, if it weren't tragic, uh, I, you know. In the long run, it's not tragic at all because it can be used to help people. But the point is, I have a life second to none. I love myself. I don't like myself. I love myself. And that's because of the presence of God and all of you teaching me who I really am. I am the creation of a universal force that loves all of us. Now, I was an atheist. So if this thing didn't really show up through this work, I wouldn't be here. I'd be hanging from a beam in my cellar. That's ugly, but it's real. This is real. Don't think you're too sick to get well. You're the exception. Or this is not such a big deal. This is a big deal. This disease kills and it kills ugly. You don't want to get there. And on the other hand, if you are there, jump in the boat. This works. God is real. However you want to experience it, it's real. So keep coming. Thanks. Bye. Thank you very much, Linda D. And Lauren N., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Thank you, Lynn. It's Lauren N. Um, from New York. Oh, my God. It works. It really works. How many times did I say during my life that nothing works, that I'm giving up, that there is not a chance in hell that I'd be able to stay, forget about staying thin. Getting thin I could do, but staying thin, oh my God. Not eating because I had emotions, never something I imagined in my life. Absolutely never. Ten years later, only five recovered. Ten years later, I am still a thin weight. Five recovered. Five years recovered. Oh, my God. How the heck did I get here? I'm 60 years old, and 
my first 55 years, I don't remember ever not eating out of any emotion. Forget about happiness, sadness, any emotion I'd eat, any reason I'd eat. Thank God today I have this program. And this program has taught me so much, taught me how to be present, taught me how to give back, taught me how to talk to people. I never knew how to talk to people. I got anxious when I was walking into a room, never believed it because I was always gregarious and outgoing. But inside, I was cringing and scared. How incredible it is today that I have you guys in my life. And that I know how to wither, how to, how to get through most situations today. Because of all the advice and all the learning I've done in these rooms. And thank you, God, I have a God in my life today. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Lauren N. Let's take a few more names this morning to see if we can round out this morning. I might be able to take up to four or five. If you're interested, we are on paragraph one, page 88. Very short sentence of a paragraph there. Please give me your first name, the first initial of your last name, and I'll write you down. Hey, hey. Hi, I got KP. What is Sam S? Sam S. Thank you. Who else would like to comment? My name is Carol. I'm a compulsive overeater and many other things making progress for this morning. Would you like to comment on paragraph one, page 88? Well, to be very honest with you, I came in late, okay? Um, Okay. That's good. Oh, good. Be, uh, just We are on that page reading that particular paragraph. And, and if you want to come in and have a seat, please come in and, and take a good listen, and we'll be up to you next. Who else would like to comment on that paragraph, please? Darlene H. Darlene H. And welcome to you, too, Carol, I meant to say. Okay, let's do it with one more. Russ M. Just in case. Hi, Russ. Gotcha. Okay, so this is what I have. KP, Sam S., Darlene H. and Russ M., and then we'll see where we go from there, but that might take us out to the very end. Good to hear from you, Kay. Your three minutes start now. Good morning. This is KP from Greenville area, South Carolina. I live in a small town on the outskirts. I would just like to share what this program has done for me. It works. It really does. I have such a peace, a joy, love in my life. I have just wonderful people in my life. And nothing is ever totally rosy, but everything is still okay. Even when it's not rosy, it's okay. And that's never been in my life before. I have lost over 100 pounds with this program in my year and a half. And uh, 
I would like to say that the other things I have gained, the peace, the joy, the love, the contentment, the connection with higher power, if the price of keeping those things were for me to gain that weight back, I would take that weight back in a heartbeat. But I am so grateful that that's not the case. That's not the price. I have all those wonderful things and a wonderful bonus of the weight being gone. I'm just very, very grateful this morning. I just wanted to share my joy, and I will pass. Thank you very much, KP. And I have Sam S. followed by Darlene H. Please go ahead, Sam. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everybody. This is Sam S., Recovering a Compulsive Overeater in Rhode Island. Uh, I just wanted to share, really, an example of how it works. It really does. Um, and I loved what I heard this morning. It's a miracle, but it's not a mystery. Um, so I've, I'm, you know, newer to the vision meetings and listening to it every morning and, and really applying it and applying the meditations in the last step. Um, and especially asking um, during work, you know, I was I'm using these really pointed, noble prayers throughout the day, you know, God help me with this specific thing, this specific thing. And I would find myself being so angry. I mean, luckily I work from home, but I was, you know, slamming my, my door closed in my office and screaming and all these things. And I heard that, you know, I heard um, this week, something about relaxing and taking it easy. And I thought, well, that's just too easy. That won't work. That's, you know, I need to work harder, do harder, try harder, be harder. But I've been trying to employ what I'm hearing throughout the week and in our text and, you know, just being really quiet and and asking and then listening. And I got to tell you, I mean, this week has been, the work isn't different. The scenario isn't different. The season's different. I'm, I'm different. I'm changed as a, as, a result of practicing these principles in all my affairs and um, and really relying upon God instead of saying, God, fix me, make this better, do this better. I'm just, I'm really relaxing and, and, and not struggling and listening. And it works. It really works. So I'm just going to keep coming back, keep asking, and then keep listening because maybe my way isn't the best way. Who would have thought? So with that, I pass. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam S. Darlene H., it's your turn, followed by Russ M. Please go ahead, Darlene. Good morning, everyone. This is Darlene H., recovered from Columbus, Georgia, so very grateful. You know, it's funny, I've read this line, it works, it really does, certainly, I don't know how many times over the past 20 years, but I never actually felt it, you know, never experienced it in a way that I do today. Um, When I did, I remember the day after doing my fifth step and calling my sponsor, uh, I woke up in such a rage, in such anger, and and I called her and spoke to her and told her, this is not going to, I don't think this is going to work for me. I just don't believe it. And she, she said the same thing a lot of other people have shared. Everybody feels that way. Just keep, just keep doing the work. It was like, fine. And at some point, 
things began to change for me, and I can't even pinpoint when that happened. But, you know, I always thought about this line, it works, it really does, had to do with weight loss as opposed to being reborn, you know. And, and I was told that that was the promise, was that I would be reborn, that I would change. And, and all I wanted to do was lose weight. And here's the truth. I'm on the slowest track of weight loss, you know, but it's okay because it really doesn't matter anymore. But what I have found is that I'm having a personality change, that I want to be better. I seem to do better in a lot of situations that I never did before, as long as I continue to to do this work and to, you know, check in with my higher power. I don't do every day perfectly. You know, there are a lot of days or a lot of instances where I take back my power well, I think I have power and I don't, but I try to get back in the driver's seat and I step on the toes of my fellows and I have to start all over again. But the beauty is that I want to change. I want to continue to get better. So I review my day. I look at what I've done. You know, I I ask God for forgiveness and I look at, okay, what can I do differently? How can I reapproach this again? And every day it just gets better. In the past, when I was in the food, that was never on my mind to try and be better. The world and all its people were against me. I was the victim. Life sucked. Today, life is beautiful, you know, for the most part, most days, not every day. But when it's not beautiful, then it's, it's um, certainly manageable. And that's a big, huge difference for me. And for that, I'm so grateful because, yeah, it works. It really works. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Darlene H. Ross M., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, fellas. Ross M., recover compulsive overeater. Yeah, it does work, right? We're all saying the same thing. You know, it worked when I failed in business. It works when I lost my best friend. It works when I lost 500 G's, 500 grand in property that I own with my mom. It worked when my life was on the rocks and my wife was going to leave me and I was going to lose my kids. It works. And all that is I'm not trying to be a braggart or anything like that. Because it's all because of God. This whole thing is predicated on surrender. For Russ M., I had to surrender everything. And it merely wasn't about food or, uh, or you know, uh, blowing up and being heavy. And No, it was about not trusting God. And this whole thing is predicated on surrender and deepening my relationship with God, deepening my trust, my faith and my interaction with God. And that's the only reason why I'm on this phone line today. And if I try to get cute or veer to the side, it's curtains for me. That's why this works for me. That's why it will always work for me. And um, I think that's it. That's all I got to say. You guys have a beautiful day. I love you. Thank you, Russ. There's time for one more share. Who would like that spot? Carmela G. Okay, Carmela, please go ahead. Thank you so much. This is Carmela G, a grateful compulsive overeater recovered in New York. 
it works. It really works. And it does if I work it. I need to surrender and I need to be willing to put my desires, my will aside. Life is going to happen and working this program helps me live life. I have to accept that people, places, and things I can't control. Those were things I had trouble doing in the beginning. But today, when things aren't going my way, and and when I think, oh, how could this hurt so bad? I just go to my higher power. I wrap it up, and I give it over and say, please, take this from me. Guide me. Direct me. And then I listen as to what the next right act should be. And that's how it works, because I must be willing to do the work every single day. And the rewards are monumental. And with that, I pass, and thank you so much. Thank you, Carmela G. There is time for one more share if somebody'd like that. Marla? Okay, Marla, you've got two minutes. Please go ahead. Wow, great shares today. Um, I'm Marla, compulsive overeater in Iowa, recovered for about seven years now. And to be able to say that I've had um, freedom and neutrality um, and peace in my mind around my food and my food obsession, and I no longer wake up with my hand in the candy bag in my dresser the moment I become conscious Today I'm at peace. Um, the promises have come true, and this program is amazing. Um, I don't wake up and try to run the show anymore like I used to, which is a complete difference for me. I don't wake up in fear every day like I used to with a sense of dread. By working these steps and developing relationships with this fellowship and by inviting God into as many aspects of my life as I can do, which I'm certainly not perfect at, but my life has changed tremendously. And I, too, like the speaker earlier said, the most amazing physical fact for me is I'm now maintaining a loss of about 120 pounds for the past seven years. And the part about that is that it's easy. It's not a struggle. I don't walk by and say, oh, don't look at the bakery. Don't look at that. You know, it's not frightening anymore. I'm neutral. And any one of us can have this no matter where we are starting. We could be in the depths of the deepest hole, or we could be in the middle of our easy, you know, just starting in, not that it's easy. But if you give it what you've got and you're desperate enough to work hard and find what we are working toward and what we are getting, anyone here can have it. It's just a matter of surrendering. And I'm grateful to be on the line. I wish everybody a beautiful day. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Marla S., and thank you to everyone who shared, and thank you to Team Thursday. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Thursday, February the 6th, the 7 a.m. meeting, is 14083. We will now close with the reading from the big book 
on page 164, followed by the Serenity Play. Will Martha Z. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Please go ahead, Martha. Thank you, Lynn. Uh, good morning, my friends in recovery. This is Martha Z., compulsive overeater, recovered by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.